Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is 9.37 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, April 14th, 2019. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> As we do each and every Sunday evening, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be bringing you, of course, what will take place here in the WCWS Radio Network for the coming week. Plus, also bring you today in wrestling history, Wrestling histories and birthdays, including a very unique birthday, and we'll talk about that here in just a few short minutes. Then also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you a few little wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here as we start off with, of course, our wrestling history here for today, April the 14th. Seven, 78 years ago today, which would put it uh, which would put it at, let me see here, uh, 1941 in Los Angeles, California. Ed Strangler Lewis defeated Ed Don George to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 36 years ago today, which would put it at 1983, the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance shuts down. Comes a few months after their two top stars, Giant Baba and Antonio Noki, left to form their own companies and took many of JWA's wrestlers with them. Those two companies, All Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling, respectively, still exist today. 30 years ago today, which would put it at 1989, Jerry Lawler defeated the late Kerry Von Erich to win the WCWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Lawler would be the last man to hold the title. 11 days later, the championship was unified with the AWA World Heavyweight title to become the United States Wrestling Association Unified World Heavyweight Championship, again also defeating Kerry Von Erich. About a year and a half later, WCCW, then known as the World Class Wrestling Association, withdraws from USWA and would fold by the end of the year. 26 years ago today, which I put it at 1993, WCW makes his debut in New York City at the Paramount Theater in Madison Square Garden. And here are the matches that took place here. <clears throat> Here's the matches that uh, took place here at uh, at this event here back in 93 in Madison Square Garden. 
Johnny B. Bad, who we would know later on as Mark Merrow, defeated Texas uh, Slaza. Max Payne defeated Stephen Regal. Chris Benoit and Ron Simmons fall to a double countout. Van Hammer defeated Vinny Vegas. Of course, Vinny Vegas, you would know later on as Kevin Nash. The Hollywood Blondes, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman defeated Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio to retain the NWA WCW World Tag Team titles. Rick Rude defeated Cactus Jack. Dustin Rhodes defeated Paul Orndorff by DQ to retain the WCW United States title. Barry Wyndham defeated Ricky Steamboat to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. And Sting defeated Big Van Vader by DQ in a WCW World Heavyweight title match. 22 years ago today, which we put it at 1997, WCW presented Monday Nitro from the Core State Spectrum in Philadelphia. This was WCW, WCW's first ever event at the building, which was for many years home to WWF events. WWF events in Philadelphia moved to the new Core State Center, known today as the Wells Fargo Center, in 1996. <clears throat> and here's the match that took place at that Monday Nitro. Chris Benoit defeated the Barbarian. Dean Malenko defeated Hector Guerrero by submission to retain the United States title. Ray Jr. defeated Juventud Guerrero. Ultimo Dragon defeated Lenny Lane to retain the World TV title. Six defeated Prince Ikea by submission to retain the Cruiserweight title. Public Enemy Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock defeated High Voltage, Chaos, and Rage in a street fight. The Giant defeated Big Al. DDP defeated Conan. Jeff Jarrett and Steve McMichael defeated Harlem Heat. Of course, Booker T and Stevie Ray by DQ. And Lex Luger defeated Kevin Nash by DQ as well. 15 years ago today, which was put it at 2004, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Apollo and D'Lo Brown defeated Kid Cash and Dallas by DQ to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. Under NWA TNA rules at the time, championships could change hands on a disqualification if said DQ was deemed to be intentional. The rule most infamously came into play in November 2006 at Genesis, when Sting lost the NWA world title on a, on a DQ to Abyss. 11 years ago today, would put it at 2007. I'm sorry, 2008, excuse me, 2008, excuse me. On Raw from London, England, Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix to win the WWE women's title. The win made Mickey just the third woman to win the WWE women's title at least four times joining Trish Stratus and Lita. 11 years ago today, 2008, <clears throat> at a TNA Impact taping at Universal Orlando, Kaz and Super Eric defeated the Christian Coalition, AJ Styles and Tomko, and LAX, Homicide and Hernandez, in a three-team match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. They don't hold the titles long, however. Jim Cornette strips them of the titles when Super Eric refuses to unmask his Eric Young, it was Kaz and Eric Gunn that won the title shot. Titles are held up until sacrifice in May when LAX wins a one-night tournament to win the titles. On the same show, Edie Williams cashes in his Feast or Fired briefcase and defeated Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division title. Nine years ago today, would put it 2010, Eugene Nicholas Kanitsky, or just Gene Kanitsky for short, sadly died of 
of cancer in a long-term care facility in Blaine, Washington. He was 81 years old. Born November 23, 1928 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Jean was one of six children of Julia Kaninsky, who would serve as an alderman for the Edmonton City Council, a two-sport athlete at St. Joseph's High School. He caught the attention of Edmonton Eskimo scout Anders Stukas and invited him to training camp. And a side note, Al Oring and Stu Hard were also at that camp. He would eventually make the team as a defensive lineman, and he earned a scholarship to the University of Arizona. It was while it was while playing college football that Kanitsky was taught into getting into professional wrestling. After training with Dory Funk and Tony Morelli, Kanitsky made his pro wrestling debut on February 13, 1952, less than a month removed from college. But his pro wrestling gig was part time for all about six months. In the Eskimo season opener in August 1952, Gene suffered a torn kneecap and would miss the remainder of the season. Next year, he retired from football to concentrate on wrestling full time. Success came quickly for Gene. In 1954, he was a prominent figure on television in Southern California, competing with the likes of Wilbur Snyder and Bobo Brazil. Later that year, he would win the NWA International TV Tag Team titles with John Tolos and challenge Lou Fez for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Over the next two years, Kanitsky would win the NWA World Tag Titles, the San Francisco version, with Lord James Blears three times, and the NWA Texas heavyweight title as Gene Kelly in 1956. No, not the same one who was singing in the rain, but you know what I mean. Late in 1956, Kanitsky returned to his native Canada and wrestled for Toronto's Maple Leaf Wrestling. Just two months after debuting for the promotion, he would have his first main event bout, teaming with Buddy Rogers against Whipper Billy Watson and Pat O'Connor. The bout would be the beginning of a long-standing feud between Watson and Kanitsky, with some of their bouts airing nationally on CBC. Despite failing to capture the NWA World Heavyweight title from Watson, Fez, and Dick Hutton, Gene would win some gold of his own, winning the British Empire Heavyweight title from Pat O'Connor in May 1957 and the Montreal version of the NWA World title just a month later. He wouldn't hold the Montreal title long. Just a month later, over 21,000 fans saw Kaninsky defeated for the title by Killer Kowalski. In 1960, Kaninsky joined the American Wrestling Association, of course, AWA. In July 1961, he defeated Vern Gagne for the AWA World Heavyweight title. An interesting tidbit, on the same day he won the AWA World title, he would win the second of his two AWA World Tag titles with hard-boiled Haggerty. He would lose both titles on the same day, first when Gagne won the title back four weeks later, then when he split from Haggerty after the failed interference cost Kaninsky the world title. In 1962, Gene returned to Canada and joined NWA All-Star Wrestling. Just as it had before, success came to Gene, winning the NWA British Empire Heavyweight title twice and the Pacific Coast Tag Team titles twice. He also traveled on occasion, appearing most notably for the WWWF. He challenged Bruno San Martino for the WWWF title several times and even stole their belt for four weeks in late 1964. This was following a disputed decision in a title match. San Martino would repossess the belt when he defeated Kanitsky in a rematch. In 1965, he joined Indianapolis-based World Wrestling Association, holding their world title for four months. This would be the gateway to perhaps his biggest moment on January 7, 1966 in St. Louis. Gene Kanitsky defeated Lou Fez for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Kanitsky was considered a heel world champion a distinction that he had no problem with. 
He took on all comers worldwide over the next three years, including Bobo Brazil, Dick the Bruiser, Bill Watts, John Tullos, Abdullah the Butcher, Don Leo Jonathan, and Haystacks Calhoun. In November 1968, Kaninsky made history by being the first NWA world champion to appear in Los Angeles in a decade. By this point, the miles and demands on being a world champion had exhausted him. He announced at the NWA annual convention that he would step down as champion. On February 11, 1969, Kaninsky lost in the NWA world title to Dory Fund Jr. Kaninsky would later claim he had submitted too quickly, thinking the bout was the best of three falls match. Though the world championship days of Big Thunder were behind him, Gene was far from done capturing titles. He would add the NWA International Heavyweight Title in 1970, the NWA Missouri Heavyweight Title in 1973, a championship once considered the gateway for the NWA World Heavyweight Title, seven Pacific Coast Heavyweight Titles in the 1970s, and eight more NWA Canadian Tag Team Titles. The Vancouver version, he won the title 10 times in all, from 1971 to 1976. He even dabbled in promotion, joining Sandar Kovacs and Don Owen to buy NWA All-Star Wrestling in the late 1960s. Al Tomko would buy Sandar Kovacs' stake in 1977, while Kaninsky retained his stake until 1983. Kaninsky also promoted events for Stampede Wrestling and the AWA when they were in the Vancouver area. 1978, Kaninsky went into acting, most notably appearing in Paradise Alley in 1978, and in a cameo role in Double Happiness in 1994. Kaninsky, the special referee for the first ever Starcade main event between Ric Flair and Harley Race for the NWA World Title, teamed peri periodically with his sons Kelly and Nick in his later years. Gene's final bouts were for Winnipeg-based West 4 Wrestling Alliance in February 1992. His, his final ever bout he was the last man eliminated in the Battle Royal for the vacant WFWA Canadian Heavyweight title, won by Jerry Morrow. A side note, he, in his next to last bout, he teamed with fellow Canadians Chris Jericho and Lance Storm. His last notable wrestling appearance stateside came at Slamboree in May 1993 when he was a corner man for Dory Pug Jr. against Nick Bockwinkle, who had Vern Gagne in his corner. In 2000, Gene was the interim president of the Pacific Wrestling Federation, the governing body for All Japan Pro Wrestling's championships, replacing Lord James Blears. He left All Japan in 2001 when Stan Hansen was chosen as their permanent successor. In the 21st century, Gene graced himself to a whole new generation of Canadians appearing on Wrestling with the Past on the Comedy Network. In early 2010, Kaninsky was hospitalized with congestive heart failure, Around that time, the cancer which he had battled for years returned. The cancer would claim his life on April 4, 2010, at the age of 81. At the time of his passing, <clears throat> uh, Gene was survived by his sons Nick and Kelly, both of whom went into wrestling, his sister Dorothy, and his daughter-in-law, Joyce. Kaninsky was inducted as an inaugural member of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996. In 2004, he was inducted into the professional wing of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. In 2007, he was inducted into the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame and inducted into the Rest Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2008. <clears throat> Eight years ago today, we put it at 2011, WWE superstars moves to WWE.com after the show was dropped by WGN America after two years. Though the show featured big names such as John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H, and The Undertaker in the beginning, 
The series would mostly become a showcase for lower and mid-card and enhancement talent, plus highlights of the main shows, Raw and SmackDown. The show would stream on WWE.com through September 2012, before moving to, to streaming service Hulu, then the WWE Network upon its launch in February 2014. The show was still presented as a traditional broadcast internationally. Superstars ended in November 2016 with 398 total episodes aired the make room for 205 Live. May event has essentially taken on the role of superstars. Also, eight years ago today, 2011, Sammy Callahan defeated A.R. Fox to win the 2011 CZW Best of the Best Tournament. Other participants were Drake Younger, Trent Seven, M.K. McKinnon, Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, Samurai Del Sol, Lance Dorado, ACH, Alex Cohen, Willie Mack, and Greg Excellent. Six years ago today, 2013, Fandango's theme, Cha La comes in at number 44 on the UK singles charts. This is the first time a WWE song makes the UK chart since Hacksaw Jim Duggan's single in 1994. Chalala missed the top 40 by just 239 sales. Four years ago today, we put it at 2015 as SmackDown taping in London, England. Daniel Bryan and John Cena defeated Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. It turns out to be Bryan's last professional wrestling match. Bryan was sent home from the European tour after he's diagnosed with a concussion following the taping. He's pulled from the tour as a precautionary measure. Months of tests followed. And in February 2016, Brian retired from in-ring competition at age 34. For the record, Brian went out a winner with a submission on Tyson Kidd. And, of course, as you know, he went later on, became the general manager of SmackDown under Shane McMahon. And then, of course, he came back and wrestled uh, here just recently. Also, just, of course, as you know, last Sunday at WrestleMania, uh, holding the WWE Championship since November at Survivor Series. Then, of course, obviously losing the belt to New Day member Kofi Kingston. Four years ago today, 2015, PW Insider reports that Taz missed a commentary session with Josh Matthews. That was to correspond within the next few weeks of impact tapings. <clears throat> the report cites Taz had issues with the company in terms of back pay. Soon after, all references to TNA were removed from the social media, leading to believe that he had left the company. Next day, Taz made it official. He left the company after six years. As of 2017, he hosts a daily podcast called The Taz Show, Body Slams, and Beyond. First, now we have some birthdays to talk about here. First off, it's a happy 25th birthday. Ben Wang, known these days as Tian Bean. Uh, June, in June of 2016, the three-year veteran of the Inoki Genome Federation became the first Chinese-born wrestler to sign with WWE, though this is disputed. He made his TV debut as Tian Bing in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic last October and competed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 33, which was his first main roster bout. And we have a couple more birthdays here. Uh, first off here today is a happy 78th birthday or Peter Edward Rose Sr., or just Pete Rose for short. Rose, known to many as Charlie Hustle, is one of the most prolific players in baseball history, holding major league baseball records in hits, games played, at-bats, singles, and outs. The four-time World Series champion, three as a player, 
1975, 76, and 1980, all for the Cincinnati Reds, and 17-time All-Star is banned from Major League Baseball for life for his involvement in betting on baseball games as a player and also as a manager, including betting on his own team. Two years later, the Baseball Hall of Fame voted to ban anyone on the permanently ineligible list from the Hall of Fame consideration. As of the Wrestling Connection, which one of these days, I hope they do actually lift that and put Pete Rose in the Baseball Hall of Fame where he deserves. Wrestling Connection, but Rose appeared at WrestleMania 14, 15, and 2000, which was, of course, number 16, and a multi-year angle with Kane. In 2004, Rose was the first celebrity inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Another bit of trivia, Rose was the guest host of Monday Night Raw on March 22, 2010, the Sunday before WrestleMania 26. He booked Shawn Michaels next to last match, which was a win over Kane. Kind of shocking here. and Kind of shocking here indeed here, folks. And we have one more birthday here, folks, to talk about here. And this one right here, we have to go to another page for because that's how big this one is right here. So let's see if we can get that pulled up right here. Yes. Okay. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a happy 43rd. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Is a 40 happy 43rd birthday for Amy Christine Dumas, best known to wrestling fans as Lita. Born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, she's an early graduate out of Lassiter High School in Marietta, Georgia. She majored in education at Georgia State University, but dropped out because she felt it was too much like high school. While having her head in music in Washington, D.C., she played bass guitar and was also a roadie. She took an interest in professional wrestling, particularly after watching Rey Mysterio Jr. on an episode of WCW Monday Nitro. In 1998, she moved to Mexico to learn the art of wrestling. She worked as a dancer to fund her training. She would be trained by several wrestlers, including Kevin Quinn and Ricky Santana. She made a few appearances for EMLL, EMLL which is known today as CMLL, before returning to the United States. Stateside, Amy worked on the independent circuit, most notably for Maryland Championship Wrestling, as Angelica, the manager for Christopher Daniels and NWA Mid-Atlantic, where she met Matt and Jeff Hardy. In early 1999, she was approached by ECW owner Paul Heyman and would debut for the promotion that year as Angelica, also known as Miss Congeniality, the on-screen girlfriend of Danny Doring. That same year, RVD introduced Dumas to Dory Funk Jr., and Dory would invite her to the Funkin' Conservatory, the Funk Family's Wrestling School. She was the only female in a class of 24, Dumas graduated from the school in August 1999 and subsequently returned to ECW, but she wouldn't be around long. The Funk sent video footage of Dumas to the WWF, and on November 1st, 1999, Amy signed the deal to join the company. Amy would be done in ECW after just five months. After further training in Memphis Championship Wrestling, Amy joined the WWF in February 2000 as Lita and was paired with S.A. Rios. The two were initially unidentified at the taping. They only found out their new ring names in post-production. Lita mimicked S.A.'s moves, performing huracaranas and moonsaults after he did them. The two briefly feuded with S.A. Rios in China. Shortly after the feud ended, Lita busted Rios for hanging out with the Godfather's hose. After she had cost Rios a match, S.A. turned on her and proceeded to beat on her until the Hardy Boys came to her rescue. 
The Hardy Boys and Lita formed an alliance, later known as Team Extreme. Lita traded in her shiny red outfits for loose-fitting alternative clothing and Muzzinobi baggy pants with the thong hiked above her pants. The trio feuded with TNA, Testin Albert, and their manager, Trish Stratus. It was during this feud Lita would find her biggest rival in Trish. The two feuded frequently until Trish's retirement in 2006. The feud ended in July when Lita defeated Trish in an intergender tag team match. In August 2000, Lita defeated Stephanie McMahon to win the WWF Women's title on an episode of Raw. A few days later, Lita would be physically involved in the first ever TLC match at SummerSlam. She would hold the title for about two and a half months, losing it to Ivory in a fatal four-way match at a SmackDown taping in late October, thanks to interference from Edge and Christian. Ivory, the only woman in the conservative, conservative stable, would write the censor, would defeat Lita in a series of rematches, often with the help of the group's leader, Stephen Richards. Lita would then feud with Dean Malenko, who tried to court her romantically. Lita and Malenko had a pair of notable TV matches, one where Malenko defeated Lita in a WWF light heavyweight title match, and again where Lita defeated Dean with help from Matt Hardy. It's following Lita's win that her relationship with Matt was used in storyline for the first time. Lita and Matt would participate in several intergender tag matches through the spring. During the invasion era, Lita joined forces with her rival Trish Stratus against Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson of the Alliance. At Invasion, Lita and Stratus defeated Keebler and Wilson in the first ever tag team brawls and panties match. She would engage in feuds with other Alliance members, including Ivory and Mighty Molly. In November, she unsuccessfully tried to win the vacated WWE Women's Title Survivor Series in a six-pack challenge. Her rival friend Trish would go on to win the bout. Team Extreme would briefly feud with one another with Lita caught in the middle. At Vengeance in December 2001, Jeff defeated Matt with Lita as a special referee. Lita did not notice Matt had a leg on the rope, forcing an invalid pin attempt. On Raw the next night, Matt defeated Lita and Jeff in a handicap match and would break away from the group and the relationship. One week later, both Lita and Jeff would be injured at the hands of The Undertaker, the WWF hardcore champion at the time. Matt would face the same fate the next night, SmackDown taping. The trio was off WWF television for several weeks. The trio would reconcile and save for an appearance in the 2002 Royal Rumble match. Team Extreme returned to WWE television as a unit in February 2002. In March, Lita competed at WrestleMania for the first time. It was an illusion effort for the WWF Women's title in a triple threat match where she was defeated by Jazz. On April 6, 2002, Dumas was filming a fight scene for the TV series Dark Angel. The stunt double dropped Dumas as she was practicing a hurricanrana. What was initially a stinger turned out to be three cracked vertebrae, requiring surgery to repair. Famed surgeon Dr. Dr. Lloyd Youngblood performed the operation using a section of her hip to fuse the C5 and C6 vertebrae together. She would spend the next year rehabbing her neck, but she was initially still around doing color commentary for Sunday Night Heat. After turning down Eric Bischoff's advances and his demand to pose for Playboy in storyline, Lita was fired for, from her commentary post in April of 2003. Amy would ret- not return until September 15th, saving Trish from a further beating at the hands of Molly Holly and Gail Kim. That weekend in Unforgiven, Lita and Trish defeated Holly and Kim. After unsuccessfully attempting to beat Holly for the women's title, Lita would be reunited with Matt Hardy. The reunion was not a happy one. It was interrupted by Molly, 
challenging the couple to a mixed tag match with Eric Bischoff as Molly's partner. The stakes were high. Lita would get a title shot if she won, but would lose her job if she lost. Matt short-armed Lita, and the couple would go on to lose the bout. Matt's reason, Lita selfishly returned to Raw instead of SmackDown, claiming she cared more about the women's title than him. Lita wouldn't be gone long. Christian, as his one favorite from a Survivor Series win, would hire her back. The next week, Lita lost to Victoria in the first women's steel cage match in WWE history, thanks to Matt Hardy. The favor, as it turned out, was only a way for Christian to bed, bed Lita to win a bet. The bet was soon exposed, and Lita and Trish would meet Christian and Chris Jericho in a battle of the sexist match with the men winning and Armageddon. In the spring of 2004, Lita would, would be reunited once again with Matt, with Matt trying to prevent Kane from harming her. Matt would be on the end of repeated beatdowns by Kane. Eventually, she was kidnapped and subsequently impregnated by Kane. Matt was set to propose to Lita, but Kane interrupted the, the proceedings when he claimed he fathered Lita's child, a fact that would be proven two months later. Hardy and Kane would feud until SummerSlam and, and a Till Death Do Was Part match where Lita would marry the winner. Kane won. The forced marriage went as planned just over a week later on Raw. Despite being married in storyline, Lita made Kane's professional life a living hell, constantly costing him matches. That changed when Lita miscarried after local dropper Gene Snitsky hit Kane with a chair, causing him to collide with Lita. The once reluctant couple feuded with Snitsky. With the pregnancy behind her, Lita returned to in-ring competition and picked up her feud with Trish Stratus. Stratus berated and humiliated Lita during her pregnancy, calling her chubby due to her weight gain. When that humiliation crossed into the miscarriage, Lita took a stand and beat on Trish. That rage would cause her to be disqualified in Survivor Series when Lita challenged Trish for the women's title. The two rematched on Raw on December 6th. During the bout, Lita over-rotated on a suicide dive and narrowly avoided serious injury. In a classic bout, Lita would defeat Trish to win the title. Considered one of the best women's matches in WWE history, the bout is reportedly used as training footage for incoming female wrestlers. The botched suicide dive would be storyline fodder for the next few weeks, with Trish saying, Lita had to practically kill herself just to beat me. The two met at New Year's Revolution in January 2005. This time, Lita could not avoid the injury bug. She tore her left ACL after a fast press. The bout went into a rushed finish, with Trish regaining the women's title. For Trish would be her record sixth women's title. Trish would retire with a seventh women's title win in September 2006. Lita was set to regain the title at WrestleMania 21, but the ACL injury prevented her from competing at the event. Instead, Lita would act as a mentor for Christy Hemme, and the Diva Search winner would face Trish at the event with Trish retaining the title. A few weeks after WrestleMania 21, Trish wanted to apologize to Lita all the bad things she had done to her for the last year. Lita got a noticeably different reaction as around that time, internet reports surfaced that Lita had an affair with Adam Edge Copeland. The revelation made one of WWE's most powerful women practically a villainous overnight. The segment was cut short, but the two largely stuck to the script. A knocked out Trish was about to be attacked by Kane, only for Viscera, Trish's hired muscle, to attack Kane. Kane would defeat Viscera at Backlash. Two weeks later, Lita turned on Kane when she helped Edge defeat him to win the Raw Gold Rush Tournament and a World Heavyweight title match. She also revealed that her knee injury was a ruse. Lila publicly humiliated and divorced Kane. She tried to marry Edge in June, but the ceremony was interrupted by Kane. 
urgently to escape, but the priest would not, as he was tombstone. Around the time the Lita Edge storyline kicked into high gear, Dumas' adultery was made public. <clears throat> Matt Hardy, Amy's ex-boyfriend, would be rehired in the summer. He was fired in April after making threats towards Copeland on his website and a real-life issue to become storyline father. Edge defeated Matt at SummerSlam, but would lose the rematch to Hardy in the steel cage and Unforgiven. At Raw Homecoming in October, Edge defeated Hardy in the latter match. Per pre-match stipulations, Matt was banished from Raw. Three months later, Edge would cash in his money in the bank briefcase and defeat John Cena for the WWE title New Year's Revolution. At a post-match interview, Edge announced that he and Lita would have, in his words, hot, unbridled sex in the middle of the ring on Raw the next night, boasting one probably thought. And actually, no, it turned out Edge totally meant what he said. Edge and Lita had hot, unbridled sex until Ric Flair interrupted. Edge would attack Flair and give him a one-man concerto. John Cena came to Flair's aid and gave the FU to Lita. The live sex celebration, as it, as it is known in wrestling lore, scored a 5.2 rating, the most watched segment since Batista's infamous thumbs down to SmackDown in February of 05. Edge would boast incorrectly that he was the most watched champion ever. Edge would go on to lose the title just three weeks later back to Cena. In February, Edge and Lita would de were defeated by Cena and, and Maria Canellas in a mixed tag match. Through the spring and summer, Lita, Lita frequently interfered on Edge's behalf against Mick Foley. Ironically, the three team up that summer at one night stand, defeating ECW originals Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Eula McGillicuddy. In August, <clears throat> the, leech, the Lita defeated Mickey James to win the WWE Women's title for a third time. She would lose the title in Trish Stratus' final match it up for giving this over a month later. With the title vacant following Stratus' retirement, a tournament was commissioned to crown a new champion. Lita would win the title back at Cyber, Cyber Sunday on November 5th, defeating Mickey James in the finals in a Lumberjill match. Later that month, Lita herself would wrestle her final match, losing to Mickey at Survivor Series. Following her retirement, Lita's on-screen relationship with Edge ended without explanation. Just before her retirement, Amy formed a band called the Lucha Gores. Despite being together for eight years, they would release just one album, the Lucha Gores, in 2007. The band was picked up by Hellcat Records, but following an unsuccessful tour of the United Kingdom, the band broke up following one last show in July of 2014. Amy has appeared sporadically for WWE and on the independent circuit since her retirement. She appeared as a special referee for events for the United Wrestling Federation and Family Wrestling Entertainment on the independent circuit. For WWE, she's appeared, she appeared on the Raw 15th anniversary special with Trish Stratus, the runoff Jillian Hall. She also had a cameo appearance on a Raw in November 2010 with Pee Wee Herman and briefly reunited with her one-time screen husband, Kane. At Raw 1000 in July of 2012, Lita defeated Heath Slater in a no-DQ, no-count-out match with help from a, few, from a few excuse me, WWE legends and the APA. Of note, this is the last intergender match in WWE history. On the weekend of WrestleMania 30 in 2014, Lita was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by her bestie and former rival Trish Stratus. In 2015, Amy returned to the company as a trainer on the reboot of Tough Enough alongside Booker T and Billy Gunn. That October, it was announced <clears throat> that Dumas had become a creative writer for WWE. 
2016, Amy introduced a new WWE Women's title belt during the WrestleMania 32 pre-show. She was on Raw the next time to present the new championship belt to the champion, Charlotte. Later in the year, she would become an on-air analyst for WWE Network's pre-shows of Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view events. The role ended late in the year when she, along with Jerry Lawler, were taken off television with Ross. Jim Ross later tweeting that Dumas was let go by WWE. In March 2017, Dumas wrestled her first match in five years for Maryland-based MCW Pro Wrestling. So, ladies and gentlemen, happy 43rd birthday to WWE Hall of Famer Lita, of course, otherwise known as Amy Dumas. Happy birthday, indeed. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and go on here with our lineup here of all of our shows here this week here in the radio network. First off, a quick play on one to let let you know every, let you know all about uh, <clears throat> for the avid for your, your avid, the avid eBay shopper out there, folks. Don't forget to check out, of course, a store on eBay known as Perpetual Uniquity Internet Retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Where, of course, new items are being added on each and every day. We have almost we have now over 320 items posted on there, even as we speak. Everything <clears throat> from classic Hot Wheels cars to Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia to men's and women's clothes, uh, to, of course, DVDs of all genres, everything from action, comedy, horror, animated, uh, even a few wrestling DVDs posted on there. Uh, of course, in regular and HD DVD form, even some Blu-rays uh, sprinkled in here and there as well. Um, of course, movies and TV shows as well. Be sure to check all that out. <clears throat> of course, also, like I said, new things being added on each and every time, so be sure to like I said check out or check out the page today at www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity as spelled p-e-r-p-t-p-e-r-p-e-t-u-a-l-u-i-q-u-i-t-y <clears throat> remember remember at perpetual uniquity it's internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual you'll be glad you did there's a link on the WWS Revolution Radio Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Revolution Radio. If you want to uh, check check it out and check out all that's posted on there. And who knows, you might, you might find as they always say, a diamond in the rough. So be sure to check it out here today. Again, like I said, Perpetual Uniquity is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. All right, folks, let's go ahead and let you know about what, what will be taking place here in the radio network here this week. First off, let's start at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Call ID 138-744-POUND. Of course, WWS Raw Radio. Be sure to join King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and a plethora of guests. As they talk about, of course, everything going on in the world of wrestling, John will be bringing you history and birthdays here from this past weekend and tomorrow as well. Also, of course, some updates on some sports uh, highlights that brought that was brought up here during the week. Uh, also, some uh, little, um, little 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 fun tidbits. Of course, be sure to check that out as well, including, of course, our thoughts and opinions on the what we think the rating is going to be and the main event is going to be for tomorrow night's edition of Monday Night Raw. So be sure to join us for WWS Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. Right here on Talk Shoe, call ID 138-744-POUND. Next up here, folks, don't forget our lineup, <clears throat> uh, Tuesday Night Double Dose Part 1, 
First off, WCW, WCWS Wrestling Revisited, as King Ice will hop into the WCWS time machine and take you back to another historic pro wrestling moment. It could be an episode of everything from Nitro to Thunder to Raw to SmackDown, uh, AWA, ECW, you name it. They'll definitely be talking about it. Uh, it could be a match from a pay-per-view. It could be a pay-per-view itself. It just could be just a, just a wrestling moment in general. And <clears throat> just just anything out of the sun coming from the classic moments there, folks. So be sure to join them on Wrestling Revisited Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on Talk Shoe, call ID 139-926-POUND. Next up, folks, I'll be back on with WCWS Revolution, 138055-POUND. Our live video feed will be coming in from WCWS Nitro Thunder, as, of course, we'll be talking about what took place, what will take place tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. In addition, of course, your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays here. Of course, we have the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up here really soon. We'll definitely do some talking about that. And also um, some other big-time big things that will be uh, coming up as well. So be sure to uh, join us for Revolution this Tuesday night at 9-138-055-POUND. Uh, this Wednesday here, folks, don't forget, of course, our Triple Threat Wednesday. First off, WWS <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, 141-387-POUND. Uh, as, of course, we will be having... Of course, we'll be bringing you, of course, some uh, pop culture news courtesy of 411mania.com. JD will definitely be bringing you your box office report and also some other sports headlines as well. We'll also get some input from the human suitcase machine, John Gross, and also we'll have some other fun stuff to do here as well. Some movie trivia or some family feud surveys. You never know what we'll have on tap, but we'll definitely be doing something. So be sure to check us out on Outside of the Ropes Wednesday night at 630 right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID 141. 387 pound at eight o'clock. Don't forget WWS wrestling debate <clears throat> one, one, three, nine, nine, two, five pound. As the Madness Kingdom will be talking about everything going on in the world of wrestling, including, of course, what happened, what, what will happen tomorrow night on Raw, what will happen tomorrow night on SmackDown. Uh, of course, the latest news that are coming from all genres of wrestling, including ROH, NWA, AEW, um, <clears throat> Impact Wrestling. Uh, also, of course, um, uh, like to the main event pay-per-view coming up here soon. We'll be talking about what some of the, what what uh, was going to be in store for that. Of course, uh, we're going to have a lot on tap here talking coming up here uh, tomorrow night. I mean Wednesday night. So be sure to check it out. Uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> check out the the uh, Madness Kingdom. Of course, <clears throat> Wednesday night at eight o'clock from eight to nine, right here on Talk Show. 139-925-POUND with your next edition of WWS Wrestling Debate. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on Wednesday night at 9 with WWS Revolution. Our live video feed will be from Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. We'll, of course, be having, of course, our news and views and history and birthdays. Also, we'll be talking about what, to, what will take place uh, Tuesday night on SmackDown. We'll talk about it Wednesday night. And other wrestling news, of course, making the rounds here as well. Plus some other wrestling extra, extras coming your way as well. So be sure to join us for <clears throat> Revolution, the Wednesday night edition, coming up from 9 to 11, 138 pound This Thursday night, don't forget NWO Wolfpack, 138-521-POUND. Our live video feed will be from NJPWS Forever Honorable. News and views, history and birthdays, and other fun stuff to talk about. We'll, be, we'll definitely be bringing it, bringing it in here to you. 
coming up here this Thursday night at nine, right here on Talk Shoe one three eight five two one pound. <clears throat> and also this Friday, don't forget Revolution one three eight zero five five pound. Our live video feed will be from NWA US built on tradition. Of course, news and views, history and birthdays, and other wrestling talk here will be coming your way here as well. Hopefully, of course, we'll be get to hear from some more of our folks here in the radio network. So we'll be lit, we'll be talking to you then Friday night from nine to eleven right here on Talk Shoot one three eight zero five five pound for that. And also, as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have anything scheduled for Wrestling Championship Challenge. But if that does change, we'll let you know. But of course, I will let you know that uh, we will have Power Hour this Saturday evening at six o'clock. Uh, one four one three six four pound. <clears throat> uh, we'll be, of course, reviewing all the shows from this past week here in the radio network. Also bringing you Saturday's um, Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays, and also some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So be sure to join us for that this Saturday evening at six o'clock. One four one three six four pound. And there you have it with our lineup here, folks. Of course, if anything does change during the week, we will keep you apprised of any changes. Now, let's see what we have here, of course, on tap here. Um, what we have on tap here with our with our friends at 411mania.com. See what's going on in the in the um, in the in the uh, in the rest news right here. Okay, let's hear. Of course, I'd let you know here, folks. We do thank our we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, <clears throat> Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, our promos, and others. Let's see. We've got two or three stories lined up here that we'll definitely bring up here. Uh, Okay, let's let's see what we have here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us our first story right here. Uh, of course, the news um, about w, w, about Worlds Collide NXT versus NXT alumni results. Also, of course, uh, the return of Harper, as in Luke Harper. Also, undisputed era versus sanity, and some more here. So let's see what is. Let's see what is said right here. Let's see right right here. Let's check out this story right here. WWE aired their Worlds Collide matches on Sunday night. The matches were taped over WrestleMania weekend at Access, and here are the results below. Cassius Ono defeated Aiden English, which was a video was posted on Twitter on WWE's Twitter at 11 p.m. this evening. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Harper defeats defeated Dominic Dijevic. Uh, um, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley defeated Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf. Tyler Breeze defeated Roderick Strong. And like I said, all these videos were posted, like I said, on WWE's Twitter account. If you want to check out some of their 
some of their um, some of their stories right there. And WWE news right here from uh, Jeremy Thomas. Uh, apparently, Charlotte Flair's ex settles a lawsuit against the Flair's in WWE. Also, Shane Helms poses on the Iron Throne. Hmm, let's see what let's see what it says right here. The lawsuit filed by Charlotte Flair's ex-husband against Flair, <clears throat> her father, and WWE is done. PW Insider reports that Ricky Paul Johnson filed a notice of settlement on April 4th that said all sides have come to an agreement. The lawsuit is being dismissed with prejudice, meaning that it cannot be refiled. Johnson filed the suit in October of 2018, claiming defamation over claims in the player's memoir on Second Nature. He was physically and psychology abusive, lost two jobs due to drug use, and was sterile and could not have children. Word that a settlement first came in a filing earlier early this month. Shane Helms hyped for to, got hyped for tonight's Game, Game of Thrones season premiere, sharing a picture of himself as the hurricane on the Iron Throne. Uh, of course, your picture is posted at 8.48 p.m. on his Twitter account, the hurricane. So, uh, let's, see, let's see what else we got right here. Uh, some WWE news right here uh, coming in from Jeremy Thomas. Paige asked her fans where her new tag team should end up, and The Rock promotes Finding Justice season finale. Let's see right here. Uh, Paige is curious about what fans think about the main roster home of her new tag team. Paige posted to Twitter asking fans whether they team when she teased on SmackDown should go on Raw on SmackDown. And she's got a poll on her on her Twitter page at RealPageWWE, posted at 8.40 p.m. tonight. She says, okay, but where do you guys think I'm bringing my new mystery tag team? Hashtag Superstar Shakeup at WWE. Of course, like I said, either. And so far, I have, I have heard uh, – Almost eight, almost nine thousand votes have been posted, and with about twenty-two hours left until this is over with. Uh, so, should they go to Raw or SmackDown? So, go to her Twitter page and vote their votes. The Rock posted the Twitter to hype the season finale of BET's Finding Justice tonight. Rock produces the series, which tells the stories about inequality in black communities across uh, across America. Rock posted this on his Twitter account. It says right says this right here. Join us tonight for our, our, our scenes of finale of at Finding Justice BET on at BET. Our goal was to create a docu-series that was compelling, provocative, and informed. My ask wasn't that you agree with everything we present, but rather that you never rush to snap judgments. Watch the series and have open dialogue on what's the best course of action and how do we improve on these critical issues in our struggling communities across the U.S. Thanks again for joining us, and thank you to all the change makers who participated in our series tonight at eight at eight p.m. on at BET at Seven Bucks Prod or Seven Bucks Productions. So it's already aired, uh, folks. So if you get an opportunity, check it out uh, and give the rock your give the rock give the rock your input, there, folks. He'd love to hear. It. 
Uh, folks, we're going to bring you one more quick story before we close up shop here, right here tonight. Uh, Actually, I'll bring you a couple more right here. Some WWE news right here from Jeremy Thomas. Uh, Oscar and Mandy Rose trade barbs over a swimsuit pick. Plus, Xavier Woods and Iconics want to stay together in Superstar Shakeup. Oscar and Mandy Rose had an exchange on Twitter after the latter posted a swimsuit pic to her account. Oscar wasn't impressed with the photo, prompting a return insult from Rose. <clears throat> Mandy posted posted this on her Twitter handle at WWE underscore Mandy Rose. Subscribe to see more of her photos. Subscribe to her app. Definitely check that check that out there. Uh, Oscar pretty much posted a picture of a peach and a frown uh, and a and a frown face. Mandy says on, on her Twitter account uh, a little bit later in the day, saying, "Coming from the woman that wears a thong over her gear." Xavier Woods and the Iconics also posted on Twitter, but with more positivity. In response to a teaser for the Superstar Shakeup, Peyton Roy says that the New Day have to stay on the same show as the Iconics, a statement that Woods actually agreed with. Uh, Peyton Roy said at 4.59 p.m. Uh, today, she said, well, what do you mean just at Xavier Woods' Ph.D. to Raw? Firstly, he can't go alone. He has brothers. Secondly, he has sisters. We must all stay together. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, Xavier Woods posted this as well. Agreed. Uh, posted this at 5.33 p.m. today. He says, agreed. New Day must always be on the same show as the Iconics. Payne Royce also posted a video of, uh, I guess it's from the movie The uh, Office Space or something. I think it's what it is. I'm not sure, but but like I said, folks, that's that's just something so being said between the iconics and the new and Xavier Woods of the New Day, apparently. Uh, let's see here. And let me see one more here. I know I said uh, and one more here we go. Joseph Lee put puts out put out this story yesterday, but I'll go ahead and read it again. Uh, Rhonda Rousey is scheduled to have surgery on Tuesday. Orlebba Mania previously reported that Ronda Rousey suffered a broken hand during a main event match at WrestleMania 35, where she lost her Raw Women's title to Becky Lynch via pinfall. Her future with WWE is said to be up, up to her at this point. Uh, Fightful has an update on the injury. Rousey was backstage at Monday's episode of Raw at the Barclays Center, but wasn't used on TV because of her planned time off and because of her broken hand. She will have surgery on her hand this Tuesday. WWE hopes that Rousey will return either later this year or next year. But Rousey has not told WWE what she is planning to do at this time. This goes along with previous reports that state that she was only committed to go full-time through WrestleMania, but is still signed until April 10th of 2021. So, folks, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what all happens. We, of course, a lot of people hope that uh, 
hope that she does stay on, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. On that note here, folks, we do thank you very much for listening here tonight to our weekly promo here <clears throat> this evening. Sure, check out all of our shows here this week, of course. Video, wrestling Revisited, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, uh, also Power Hour, and then, of course, Revolution and Wolfpack as well. And, of course, like I said, check out all of our stuff that's been posted on all of our pages in WCWS. Put your thoughts and opinions out on them. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say on that. <clears throat> on that note here, folks, I do thank you for listening in here tonight. And, of course, we'll join you, of course. We'll get we'll, th- we'll get things rocking and rolling here in the WSWS Radio Network starting tomorrow at 3 p.m. with GTS, JD, John, and the rest of the gang on WSWS Raw Radio at 3 o'clock. Call ID 138-744-POUND. This has been a promotion of the WSWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain <clears throat> your pro wrestling and pop culture <clears throat> connection. Take care of yourselves and each other. Folks, have a terrific week out there and stay safe out there, of course, <clears throat> of course, and everything that you do here. And like to visit us, of course, on all of our pages on Facebook. Check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows on uh, Talk Shoe. And uh, we'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on everything that we've done. Here over the past, it will be four years coming up on May 6th. So, so we have we see we have like less than a month before we have our fourth year anniversary coming up here really really soon. So be sure to check us out there on sure to check us out there, folks. Take care and God bless from everyone here at the WWS Radio Network. And of course, remember, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling and pop culture is the WWS Radio Network. Have a good evening, everyone, and a good week. We'll talk at you soon. Take care and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.